Ho, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Christmas episode of the Sunny 16 podcast. And what a wonderful episode it's going to be. We have got something very special for you today. Joining me today, it's the North Star herself. It's Rachel. Rachel, how are you, my dear? Hi, Graham. I'm back. I'm good. Um, I have my Christmas jumper on. I have my advent calendar next to me. I am good to go for Christmas. Hooray! Ah, very glad to hear that. Now, sadly... Aid can't be with us this morning because that's right, we're recording in the morning, people. You'll understand why in a second. Um, but that's okay because, as a very special treat, we've got a special guest with you. It's a Christmas present. It's the man who puts the Leica in the I'd like to remortgage my house and get a camera with a red dot on it. It's Hamish Gill. <laughs> Hello. Hey, <laughs> Hamish, welcome to the show. But, listeners, that's not all because if you look underneath the Christmas tree, that's another present waiting to be unwrapped. It's the reclusive millionaire who likes to care. It's M from Emulsive. Good morning. Oh, guys, it's great to have you both on the same podcast, but what's this? Oh my God, there's another present under the Christmas tree. And this one looks like the sparkliest of all. Welcome to the show for the very first time. It's only Bellamy Hunt from Japan Camera Hunter. Woo! All right, everyone. Yay! <laughs> now, listeners, if you are already feeling a certain level both of excitement and utter dread at what may happen over the next two hours, join the club. This is going to be absolute chaos, but we're very happy to be here and have these three wise men of analog photography with us. And I wish this was a video podcast so you could see the air quotes I'm putting around the word wise. Uh, let's start off with welcoming Bellamy to the show because we've had these other two monkeys on before, but Bellamy, this is the first time you've joined us. Yeah, yeah, and um. I'm crapping myself. <laughs> <laughs> so far. <laughs> but thanks for having me. Yeah. Ah, it's it's great. And you are, I gather you're just back from Hawaii after a lovely holiday, back in time for Christmas. So you are part of the reason we're having to record at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, well, the lo lovely holiday would be kind of a misnomer there because it was a Japanese holiday. So I actually had four days in Hawaii. Oh, okay. And the first day is spent getting over the jet lag, and then just as you get over the jet lag, you're on a plane again. So, yeah. Yeah, not so awesome. But it's nice to be back in Japan, you know? Have you got, your, of... Ken have you got your Kentucky Fried Chicken dinner ready for Christmas Day? <laughs> um, no, because you have to – I'm, I'm not joking. You have to order it three months in advance. <laughs> <laughs> if, I'm serious. If only we, yeah. we could have secret Santa'd you one. I, I Secret was... Santa be some greasy chicken. <laughs> oh, delightful. Oh, <laughs> dripping through the box. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I should point out that since we've been on the call this morning, Bellamy has already been asking Em if he's allowed to open his Secret Santa present. Um, and we're, we're quite, you know, this is Tuesday. It's a week till Christmas. Um, but we might do it later, right? I mean, you might have said you can. <laughs> that might be a thing. Um, I'm, I'm not going to open it. It's just sitting on my desk and I'm looking at it like, you, you temptress, stop taunting me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put it under the desk and, and, and then probably not open it until January the 28th or something. <laughs> well, I'm sure whoever sent it to you will be really touched to hear that, Bellamy. Okay, we listen. <laughs> so that we're not here yeah. till we all die, we've got three of the, uh, I was going to say greatest minds, but then I suddenly thought about who I actually had on the show. We've got three of the... <laughs> Most interesting and informed people in the analogue world. Let's go with that. That seems all right. Um, and so we wanted to talk about kind of everything that's been going on this year and what's going on next year. So we're going to start off with a bit of a look back at 2017 because holy cow, what a year it has been for analogue photography. Um, Hamish, 
do you want to kick this off? What what, what have been the, sort of the real standout highlights, ups or downs, from 2017 for you? <clears throat> Just watching M getting a flap repeatedly, <clears throat> basically. <laughs> that was also That's... your 2016 highlight, wasn't it? <laughs> Pretty much, it's just amusing. I kind of, kind of, I feel like I stand slightly more at the sidelines, um, whereas M is, 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 he has this kind of habit of getting right in there and, uh, yeah, get, getting in a bit of a flat. I've, there's been a couple of times this year, especially recently, where I, I've, I feel like I've been giving him kind of like, I don't know, moral support. <laughs> counseling <laughs> counseling yeah yeah stop stop getting so involved then um, some of the people you're talking to are mental uh just avoid them and i think probably that's a reasonably good summary of what's happened this year a lot of mental people have come out of the woodwork um i think uh i don't know that whole the whole silbera um reflex camera sort of period where um i ended up writing something I mean, I never really do that news thing that a lot of other websites do. But yeah, I commented upon those, um, those, what's the word? Go, uh, what do you call them? Kickstarters. Kickstarters. Yeah. If, if you should know that name at any period, um, crowd, it's crowd, crowd, now. <laughs> crowd, 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 people. Um, and, you know, my comment was, look, <clears throat> this stuff's <clears throat> happening. You know, we should broadly be supportive of it. You know, I'm not necessarily saying for one minute you have to, um, like every single feature of the reflex camera, for example, but you know, completely, uh, completely writing it off as as something that's going to fail, as so many people seem to do, um, is just a bit almost irresponsible in a kind of world where mm. you know we're trying to perpetuate the growth of film photography you know somebody brings a camera to market a film camera to market or attempting to bring a film camera to market for the first time in a long time and there's loads of people going oh no what it looks crap you know i don't like the fact it's got an led on it well, jesus there's so you know <laughs> there's so many cameras out there with features that i don't like there's so much choice but the point is is this is a new thing and this could help the manufacturers bigger manufacturers other manufacturers realize there's a marketplace for these things but people i don't know but I even had one person saying to me that he didn't want um, new film cameras. A, a, some some a analog artist, as he referred to himself, um, he didn't want film, new film cameras. Um, I, 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 I have to reason to their opinion, but I don't. I don't. I, to this day, I'm not sure what he what he meant. To be honest, so you know, we we should we should be encouraging. You know, we're not aiming for the mainstream. I think this is something that <clears throat> I've come to realise is that, you know, there's the definition of mainstream um, is, you know, iPhones and, um, you know, I don't know, Spotify or whatever. <clears throat> the vinyl, for example, although, you know, you can buy vinyl in Asda now or whatever, it's not mainstream. Um, what we're aiming for is something like where vinyl's at, where it's it's just a bit more recognized as not failing i think that's probably what we need to be <laughs> how we need to change our view based on kind of what i've seen this year is that we're not you know people need to sort of stop thinking about oh this is you know film you know film could become mainstream again it, it, it can't it's not going to happen we need to be thinking about let's just effectively stop those digital shooters out there going oh it's film dead film's dead you know that's you know you need to move on well we you know we don't need to move on we just need to you know, it just needs to be recognised as a as a as a as an alternative that's not for everybody. 
It's it's really interesting you say that, and I think the vinyl. I mean, I know we talked about this when you were last on the show. The comparison with vinyl and, and how, in many ways, it's not a good comparison. Um, but it's interesting that, as you said, vinyl actually, t- it, yes, it's not super mainstream, but it is something that you can go and buy in almost any supermarket at this point. So arguably, yeah. it's quite mainstream. And and this year, has but quite, stopped- but quite. This is this is sorry to interrupt, but, but this is this this is uh, I, some of my thoughts around this came out of a very brief conversation I had on Facebook with a, um, I think he was a market and anal- analyst, anal- <laughs> analyst, market analyst. Uh, at least I'm not saying Canadian. Um, <laughs> that um, he was said, I think that what where me and him, well, what I realised in, in when I sort of reflected on the conversation I had of it, I had with him, was this definition of what mainstream is. Um, and I think that's where I've, what I've come to realise is that what we're talking about uh, isn't mainstream, vinyl isn't mainstream um, because it is, it's still a niche thing, it's the same as somebody, there was a, a, an interesting post on Huffington Post of all websites uh, yesterday that referenced um, it referenced my blog so the guy said, the guy sent me an email saying I'll, you know, have a read of this, I've referenced you here and um, he, he mentioned fountain pens as well and it is a, it's, it's like that sort of thing, you know, people don't fountain pens exist nobody's going nobody out there is saying fountain pens are dead well, probably some idiots are but mo- majority of people aren't saying fountain pens are dead they're just something that some people use they're not a mainstream writing device but they are allowed to exist in their own right without you know everybody who uses biros saying oh, i've got a biro and fountain pens are dead that that doesn't happen and that's what i think where we need where the film industry needs to move to is this equilibrium where the people who shoot digital are just saying, well, it's just not for me, rather than saying it's dead, you know, you're all idiots, why are you even trying to perpetuate it? Okay, well, I, I think, I actually, sometimes I think the fountain pen analogy is quite a good one. Um, <coughs> because I think the thing is that what I'm seeing increasingly is that it's not about the one or the other. I think what we've seen this year with a lot of the new stuff coming is um, analogue photography might not be mainstream in the sense that it's going to be side by side on t- in terms of quantities with um, digital but I think more and more people will just have it as a thing that's there as well. So you might own a nice Parker pen, but you might also own a fountain pen. Um, M, you see everything coming through. Unlike Hamish, you do do a lot of um, more relevant newsy-based stuff than Hamish does because he's always just looking at uh, expensive cameras and lenses and um, all the stuff that we can't afford. Uh, and you've kind of been uh, on the nice edge of some of these crowdfunding projects this year, um, as well as everything else that's been going on. What are your thoughts on everything that's happened this year? What, you know, again, same question, really. What have your, been your highs and lows? Well, I, I think the, the, the thing that started off this year for me was uh, was Kodak. Um, I was Kodak announcing that they're going to be re-releasing ectochrome and yeah you know they they said in their initial announcement that it was going to be ready for the end of this year but it seemed that kind of um kind of uh removed the the whatever stop gap or whatever um plug was in place to allow all of these other films to to hit the market and i'm not sure whether whether it's something that well it's definitely not something that kodak was singularly responsible for but i think kodak's coming out and saying essentially we've turned a corner we have the ability to make new products and here's a new product that we're going to make i think it encouraged a lot of people to try uh, on their own as well and i think it also it helped with some of that um mainstream kind of visibility that actually film is still here you know kodak 
and Fuji and a whole bunch of other companies still exist. So I think for me, kind of getting the snowball of, of the, the what, the 13, I think, uh, film announcements this year, and that, that's not counting New 55, that's not counting anything that uh, Cat Labs have said, that's not counting anything that Polaroid Originals slash Impossible have said. You know, 13 new brands to hit the, or, or new brand emulsions to hit the market this year is is something that I, I wouldn't have even thought possible in 2016. Um, I think by the same measure, yeah, I mean, listening to what Hamish had to say about uh, about reactions to to things like the the reflex and the the, uh, the ihagi and the yashika flex and 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 you know other hardware this year, it, it's it's really strange for me to to think of film photographers as being progressive, sane people whose choices are based on their own preference for the medium. When you get those same apparently, you know, progressive and, and you know, open-minded people turning around and saying, I don't need to buy a new camera. I can buy a Nikon FM2 from eBay for $50. What, you know, what, what the F is all of this about? Or as Hamish said, you know, oh, why does it need a flash and an LED? Why does it need this? Why does it need that? And it's, it's you know, some of the, the, the kind of, I don't know whether you'd call it angst or, or the negativity um, that has either been sitting in the film community or has been developing in the film community as a result of more people coming on board really came to the front for me this year. And, you know, th there's, with, with new film coming to the market, actually there's, there's two other things that we really, really deeply need. And number one is new film hardware. And it, it doesn't matter whether everyone likes it or not. We just, we need new film hardware. We need new film cameras. We need new methods of scanning. Um, and we need we need a, a, a sustainable lab infrastructure. You know, not not everyone is going to have the ability to go and buy a three thousand uh, dollar Yobo Jobo film processor. No one's going to, you know, not not everyone's going to be going out and developing their own uh, film using Patterson tanks and Ilford or Kodak chems or or you know Tatanol color kits and stuff like that. And we, we we need to have film. We need to have film hardware, and we need to have labs in place. And it seems that the the focus during the latter half of the year for me has been um, people coming out and essentially saying that you know these new offerings that that we're given are shit uh, and that that that's that that that's really disheartening for me i um, think just to, people's reactions yeah i i think it's certainly fair to say that and it's varied across the different um projects and different announcements but yeah i mean we've certainly seen Within the fairly small part of the analog shooting world that we <coughs> communicate with, because uh, I think that's the thing that we lose sight of sometimes. I, I was chatting to Rob Horton a few weeks ago, and he was saying about going to um, the exhibition that he did. Whoever's making all that noise in the background, knock it off, or you get slapped. Um, he was saying about the fact that he went to an exhibition where there were people there who were shooting analog, and you know their, their prints, and whatever, were all analog, but they were not people who were making a big deal of it it was just the thing they get on with and i think there's still a lot of people you know yeah. a lot of fashion photographers so the, there is a broader world out there but we i i've kind of shorthanded it to, to the believe in film community which is the kind of the vocal part on twitter and instagram and facebook or what have you that is, is very passionate and identify themselves very much with it um and we've certainly seen quite um diverging responses on certain things and uh yeah it has been it has at times felt like parts of that community have 
not wanted to look forward but fortunately we have a perfect person to talk to because rather than just you two who like to uh, waffle on about the woes of the world and be misanthropic before Christmas Bellamy you actually do stuff and you bring new products to market and you have brought a new thing uh, you know over the last couple of years it hasn't got a, a heritage name on it you've got your new brand to film out the JCH film on um, and yep. the, the response to that seems to have been incredibly positive so how has your experience of all this been? Sure. I, I hate to break it to you, though, that, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be this chirpy, cheery bundle of sunshine that you might think I am. <laughs> I am sorry. I'm actually, hey! So, right, once we've got that out of the way. No, um, yeah, two, this year's been really interesting um, as a manufacturer um, because, you know, what I, what I did last year when I released Street Pan, you know, I kind of took a gamble. Um, a huge gamble, in fact, and and it paid off. Um, and I'm not saying that spurred the market in any way, because I think there were lots of other factors involved. But when, um, as M said, when uh, Kodak sort of made that announcement at the start of the year, you know, we're going to put Ectochrome back into production, that was like a validation um, for the for the the masses, I guess, you know. Um, it, it made people sort of perk up, and I think it gave a lot of people confidence to pursue their own ideas with regards to film, you know, making their own film, um, things like that, you know. So for me, I mean, I released Street Pan 120 this year, um, and that was a shameless plug. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was really exciting, you know. Um, so from where I stand, it's been a really exciting year. But on the other hand, you know, again, with the release of these new cameras, there's been a lot of nutters crawling out of the woodwork and just guffing off about stuff they have absolutely no bloody idea about. Um, and, and, you know, just sort of dragging people down. And it's been towards the end of the year. It's been a tough year, you know, um, which is the wrong uh, way we need to look at it. It needs to be you know, much more positive if we want to make something happen. As as M said, you know, we need hardware, which is kind of why I announced what I announced, which is now biting me in the arse. So. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. Don't worry. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, for me, overall, it's been a very positive year. And I'm looking forward to, you know, next year and the next two to three years. Uh, it's going to be very exciting how things develop. I, I've learned to just completely ignore people who talk shite about me um, because everybody does it all the time. So, you know, I can't be bothered with it anymore. Um, I used to let it really get to me. But, uh, yeah, now I just don't take any notice, which means I don't use websites. <laughs> I mean, Rach, you, you get to interact with a, a broader section of humanity than than maybe we do. <laughs> Certainly, the, the other three on this, because as I said, you know, we're all quite plugged into quite a closed loop community in some ways. But Rach, mm -hmm. you, you, because you're out doing the outreach stuff, um, you're getting involved with um, people who are maybe not analog photographers first and foremost, and maybe just trying to dip their toes into because they've seen you doing stuff at the um, at the events you go to. Yeah. Regardless of how we feel the community that we know has responded to some of this stuff here, do you get a feel um, from what people are saying to you about you know the response to things like Polaroid, or at least the name of Polaroid coming back and Kodak announcements, the, the bigger picture things that the broader audience 
uh, going to respond to. What's your feeling on those things? What have you seen from talking to people out there? Um, honestly, it's all been really positive. You know, that that kind of like on, on the groundness and the people that I chat to and um, – Obviously, we're coming to it, as she said, from a from a different um, perspective, because the, these aren't people who are necessarily already in analog um, and knowing the uh, knowing the industry and what have you. Um, but I think on a sort of on a personal level, they they kind of see this as the nostalgia and, you know, that they're still interested. And from the side of things that I do, obviously, with the STEM um sort of, sort of subjects and things, it's, you know, the the magical, you know, the sort of like um the magic of creating photos and using pinhole cameras and looking at the science and the and the engineering and all that kind of thing that doesn't lose its uh, its sparkle really you know that's always going to be interesting and it always has been and i think um from that side of things um the more that people go oh okay there's um there's new polaroid coming out or there's this f- fab new camera that you know m- oh my mum and dad used to have that you know when they were in their teens or whatever and now i can have one for christmas and put it on my christmas list you know that that kind of side of things is really is really good and really positive and people are enthusiastic about trying out these new things so um so yeah so i'm really glad you brought on the these three to give us a, a yo ho ho merry christmas <laughs> <laughs> it's gone really well so far um, I, i'm, I'm only, only kidding guys yeah. um yeah so um so it's a good job i'm here really isn't it you know um but yeah no from from my perspective and from from the people that i talk to and um, and generally deal with like it's been lovely having chance to do workshops with people, introducing them to analog for the first time, seeing how enthusiastic they are about it, going out and buying cameras and um, telling them about new film and what kinds of lenses they might want to look at getting. And, you know, and then it's sort of like starting with a pinhole or it's starting with 35 mil. And then it's like, oh, well, what can we do with, you know, there's medium format. What do you mean? And it's like blows the mind. There's also medium format and then there's large format. And it's like all of these beautiful um things that uh, you know sort of like the new formats and things once they are introduced to it it kind of i don't know it sort of like opens opens up like whole vistas of possibilities and i think that's why i'm i've always been drawn to that side of it like the starting uh, starting out getting involved getting interested in it um and then it's kind of like we'll just let your imagination take over and see where you go with it um so i enjoy the enthusiastic part of uh, of people getting on board um i don't have to Luckily, I don't have to deal with the uh, sort of like mass produced marketing, trying to kind of like kickstart new films and things. So obviously that's a, quite a different kettle of fish. OK, well, I, I, I will, because as you just pointed out, Rachel, thank goodness you're here to cheer things up. So, uh, Bellamy, you were by far and away the most positive of, of the of you three monkeys over there. Uh, I would like, uh, putting aside obviously your wonderful film, the JCH 120, is there still any of the 35 left? Is that still an extant line? Because I know that that was a limited run thing originally, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. Um, it, it was always intended to be a continual run. Um, I've actually just uh, taken another batch of like 10,000 rolls. So, um, yeah, it, it's, <laughs> there's plenty of it. Trust me on this. And if everybody <laughs> looks under their seat, there's a free. No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> um, that's why I'm absolutely crapping myself this Christmas. So. So, okay, I, I, other than your awesome film, I mean, what has been like uh, uh, all the new stuff? And and let's stick to things that have actually hit the road this year, the things that have actually got out rather than just things that have been announced. What's been your favourite new thing this year? What's been the thing that you've let them gone? Oh, this is this is great. I'm so happy that this is out, and this is a really positive thing for the um, industry as a whole. Um, <laughs> good question. 
Um, I, I, re I really liked um, Cosmo Photo, uh, the mono. Love that stuff. Um, I got mine today, and I'm just blown away by the packaging because I look at it and think, yeah, I should have done that. Yeah, you should have. Uh, yeah, yeah, he really scored with that. Um, that was a really positive thing to do um, because it showed people that it could be done. You know, um, it, it showed that it didn't have to be a massive manufacturer. Uh, people like myself uh, as well could do it. Um, I think that was a really cool thing to happen. Um, let's see. Um, I liked uh, the solar can. You know, Sam sort of uh, introduced me to that concept this year, and I thought it was really nice because it's just a, it's a cool present that gets people involved. And it's the sort of thing you could give to your kids, you know, um, give to young children and say, look, we're going to stick this on the house and, and then we're going to come back after a while and I'm going to show you something cool. It's an, something that you can share with people and it gets them in, excited about, you know, the very sort of the fundamentals, the basics, the nuts and bolts of, of photography. Um, and I thought, think, you know, products like that that have come out, I've seen people decry them online and say, oh, what's the point and blah, blah, blah. No, there is a point. I think there's a really valid point to doing things like that because it, it shows alternative creative techniques to a new generation when a, this new generation is looking at a sort of desert of creative techniques as they're stripped away from them. You know, their imagination is being gradually stripped away from them. And, and products like this give uh, the, the next generation of film shooters but it makes the next generation of film shooters really. Yeah. So yeah, things like that. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty. I'm really happy to see. So whenever somebody makes the effort to put a product out that isn't complete bullshit, like the Yurashiko, um, <laughs> like um, you know, then I've, I'm all for it. I'm not going to say, oh, what you're doing. You know, do it. Go for it. Take a chance. We, we and Sam. And Sam, it. just to interrupt. And Sam is a proper nice guy as well slightly unhinged i think but a really good guy and definitely deserves um you know the support with that with that product because he's, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's lovely in the guy. first in the early days of after the sorry i'm just talking over everybody now in the early days after his kickstarter i i, I won't go into it for some re one reason or another me, me and sam were in touch as all that was happening and i watched the posts that he was putting on his facebook where it's him in a room surrounded by just boxes everywhere of these cans and just crap going through this you know sorting out this this kickstarter success um and now he's got this little community you know people are putting these these things up and he's um you know the photos are coming back on his facebook group follow his facebook group i mean it's just it's it's, it's really good I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm i'm bored i'm completely agree with everything you just said Bellamy. Uh, yeah, say. yeah. I mean, the, the most astounding thing about about Sam's project is that, and not a lot of people know this, but he had to drink the beer from every <laughs> single one of those cans. I assume that um, where before, Hamish is before they went out the door. <laughs> well, th this is why they got involved. But no, I'll, I'll second what what Hamish and what um, Bellamy said. I mean, Sam is a he, he's always switched on to something. You know, he's he's always just coming up with like what you think are just crazy left field ideas but they're they're grounded in in a sensibility of, of of innovation i don't know any other way to describe it and he's um yeah he's he's been a really interesting person to communicate with over the last kind of probably six months seven months that i've i've had contact with him good guy 
Yeah, and after I think that Sam Solikan actually is a really good indicator of the things that we've already talked about earlier in terms of the response to things, because I will freely admit that when I saw that Kickstarter, I looked at it and went, hang on a second, it's a beer can with a bit of paper in it. Why on earth would anybody kickstart that? And obviously, I'm approaching this from the point of view of somebody who has access to beer cans, well, cider cans in my case, um, has like photographic paper and can do all of these things. So it's like, oh, well, why, why would you do that? And at the same time, I'm still a person who doesn't get around to it. And what these projects do is they take away the obstacles for people who aren't into the hobby in the way that we're into the hobby to have a go at doing it. And I think that is so valuable. Yeah, as I said to you about but things like the fountain pens and the vinyl, for a lot of people, it's never going to be their thing. But to give them a way for it to become something that they can just dip in and out of, the fact that they can go into Tesco's and go, oh, there's an album I quite fancy. I'm never going to go into a record shop, but there's one I quite fancy. I'll pick it and I'll enjoy it just in that small way. And that's what things like the solar can, that's what things like Polaroid, that's what all of these new films becoming more available do. They give people an opportunity. And I, I said, I freely admit that it's easy to have a knee-jerk reaction against some of this stuff and just go, well, why would that be a thing? You know, everybody in the community knows how they can do this. But the reality is the community of people who could be enjoying this um, interest is so much wider than just the people who are already involved in it. Um, go on, Ed. what's been your favourite thing? Now, we've all bigged up the solar can because I think it's awesome and um, <laughs> I, I, I'm actually very tempted to buy one because I haven't got any more photographic paper and it seems easier than getting paper and then having to go to the trouble of drinking cider. But what's been your favourite new thing from this last year? Well, let me very quickly go back and just, just answer, just make a comment on what you just said. I, I think the the problem with the the film photography community kind of post the crash of the industry um, we're talking you know, the, the crash that's gone on over the last 10 15 years um has been that you know people as, as members as existing film shooters who are used to shooting film we're used to purchasing mature products from mature vendors so we know we buy you know you buy a nikon fm whatever or an f whatever you know there's like 50 years of, of history behind that that metal thing that you just bought you know that it's going to be reliable it's going to be solid it's going to have been you know backed by 40 years of experience and the same goes with kodak and ilford who've got you know over a hundred years of experience each kind of making the actual medium and I, I i think the big thing for me this year has been these new entrants um so and it's new entrants who especially introduce products that might sit on the periphery of the, the film community, i.e., yeah, the, the solar can. You know, it's the kind of thing you can imagine buying it in Tesco's in the kids' toys aisle, just saying, you know, you know, as one of those little, you know, science museum kind of little kits, you know, like rock tumblers and, and archaeology kits and stuff like that. To say, you know, take, you know, um, capture the sun's path across the seasons. You know, you just you can buy it in Tesco's. It's fifteen quid. Nice and bright coloured, easy instructions. A five-year-old can go and set it up. And I think stuff like that, as as Bellamy and Hamish have both said, that captures the next generation of, of film shooters is is really really important. So for me, the the biggest up for this year has been people who are brand new to the film community coming in and actually making a success. And within that, you've got you know Stephen Darling of Cosmo. You've got Sam Cornwell doing solar can um you've got the guys who are behind 
reflex. You've got other stuff which has been talked about but hasn't been that you know formally announced yet this year. And I think stuff like that for me, uh, it, 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 that's that's what's been the, the best thing about this year. I can't say it's just one company. Um, by the same measure, you know, whilst there's been all sorts of really cool stuff happening, I also think that there that there have been maybe a few examples of unintentional um, misleading or unintentionally overly positive this? marketing. <laughs> Remember the part where this is you being positive about this year, um, No, I am. I am. No, but I, I think. I think. Look, with 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 regrowth comes comes potential misspeaking and 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 mislabeling of of products and services that, that are bundled in as part of that regrowth and i think that the one thing i'm looking forward to 2018 is people not labeling new films as actually being old and expired films and it's it's and and you know that that kind of vein of stuff so you know i think there's there's there for, for everything negative that's happened this year i think there have been at least at least one or two positive things that have counted that out and i'm really looking forward to seeing how the the industry and how the community grows in ways that that some of us might find uncomfortable next year well it's been it's been a, a sea change hasn't it we've spent the last i don't know 15 nearly 20 years seeing the analog photography world just eroding bit by bit you know suppliers going away films going away chemicals going away and i think that the people who love the hobby have got very entrenched in trying to cling on to and fight for those things not going away and to have that suddenly shift to a position of actually looking forward and new things coming from new areas it's it's a hard it's a hard shift for some people to make. Um, hey, Miss, you're looking to bring new stuff to market next year, but from this year, what's been your favourite thing? And, and try and be more positive than M's awful <laughs> attempt at being positive about this year. <laughs> well, I, I, other than just agreeing with what's already been said, I mean, my, the, the thing, I mean, it's just going to sound like a massive plug, really, but the, the thing that I that's got me most excited is these um, lenses coming out of China. Mm. Um, the seven assassins I mean, the, lenses. Yeah, you've got it. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, I hope uh, that they are representative of, as we talked about before, I think, um, I hope they're representative of the potential for actual film equipment to come out of China. Um, the quality of the 35mm, I was just saying to Em before we, <clears throat> before we started this, the quality of the 35mm lens that, that's um, going to come from Seven Artisans in the new year is... Well, even the prototype I've got that is albeit slightly flawed, um, it's as good as anything that comes out of Casina, in in, in my opinion, the Voigtlanders and the, the Zeiss lenses. Um, certainly in, in, in mechanical quality. Um, if that's replicated in some sort of camera, uh, some sort of film camera coming out of China, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. I'm not sure that's going to happen, but it'd be nice to think that it might. And I think if any. Um, sort of in a uh, nation <laughs> uh, has the potential to bring something to market i think it's probably the chinese um the as i say the quality or do it in a way that's affordable and i think this is you know what what bellamy is trying to do is going to be a premium product um as i understand it i think the chinese have the potential to do something that's not a premium product um but it is of a good enough quality not to just be 
crap. I mean, people will write it up or oh, it's Chinese crap. That's bound to happen. Um, but I think the reality is, is there is a possibility that something good could come from China. And that's one of the things that makes me so excited about these lenses that have come to market is that they are, they are sort of representative of something that I feel has a reasonably good chance of happening, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Um, and also they kind of bridge a gap for me. They bridge a gap between, because they're not, they're not ideal lenses for digital photography. It feels like I haven't haven't really managed to get it out of the, the guys. I've spoken to the guys at Seven Artisans. I haven't. They're quite reticent, really, in terms of why they designed these lenses in the way that they have. Um, but it feels like they're designing lenses that are meant to have um, discernible character traits rather than being sort of objectively perfect. If you sort of mean, they're not trying to compete with um, you know a, 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 and the latest 35 mil Leica aspheric cron they're trying to do something that is um a little bit more characterful if you see what i mean mm -hmm. and i think that that's hopefully perhaps indicative of i don't know a shift towards people being a bit more creative with their photography if you see what i mean i guess lamography probably probably had a big um part in that in that yeah. shift as well but yeah i don't know they're not the, these lenses are good film lenses you know if i put this if i put that 35 millimeter on a, on a film camera it takes really good photos you wouldn't really think that there was anything objectively wrong with it if you sort of mean it does barrel distortion a little bit but uh, whereas on digital it's a bit smeary in the corners and things which you do expect from a from a, a lens designed for film cameras yeah it's a funny thing about lens character, isn't it? That often what, what we view as character, <laughs> people who are very technically minded would regard as flaws. Um, well, they, 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 that's, I mean, that's a whole of the conversation, but that, that, it, it is ridiculous. I mean, how we, we've, we've entered this, this, there's a, there's a, the digital photography world is so obsessed with, um, you know, perfectly flat field, perfectly well corrected, perfectly sharp into the corners. Lens, you know, like the Zeiss Otis, for example, which has absolutely zero character whatsoever. It, it's, and that's not to, its character is the perfect lens almost, but um, that's what everybody seems to aspire to, or everybody in the digital world seems to aspire to. And that's a very almost science based perspective on what is actually a very creative medium. People should be using lenses as part that should be, well, you know, I want to take a photo of this. I want it to look like this. Part of that process is film choice or camera choice, lens choice, post-process choice, etc. Um, and I, I think I, there is there's more of an. It feels like in our in our in our, on our side of the fence, the call it the analog photography side of the fence. There's more of an acceptance of, of that type of process. I wonder whether that's partly because uh, obviously a lot of us, I mean myself included, when you, when I was still in the digital world, when you're making choices about what you're going to do, what you're going to buy, you're, you're using the internet. And the thing is that it's a lot easier to measure quantitative things um, in a very scientific way. Uh, you, you can put up clever group pictures that show distortion and you know sharpness and do all these comparisons and show these very easily on a website so you've got a lot of very good technical reviews of lenses and it's and that's how people are choosing to buy it so it's very easy to go well this lens is better than that because it has less or more of this and it's hard to do that with the creative stuff anyway but that but it, it's not in a way if you're if you come at this from the this is why i like sort of our side you know the analog side of the, <laughs> the argument or fence whatever you call it we are we tend to come at things from a more creative perspective 
um, you know, there's a lot of, I shoot a lot of digital, there's just as much digital as I do film, but when I'm shooting digital, I'm coming at it from a creative perspective. I'm not coming at it from a technical perspective. Um, and I think that's actually probably where our side of the fence is going to end up going more in this kind of hybrid digital. Well, it is a hype, you know, nobody should, very few people shoot back, you know, end to end analog. Um, most people, majority of people, I, I suspect these days that do shoot analog, shoot analog as part of a, you know, it's a, it, it ends up as a digital image in, in one form or another. Um, and I think that's where, back to kind of what I was saying a minute ago, I feel like I've taken this off on a completely random tangent. <laughs> the, the, mm-hmm. um, the, this, no. our, what we, what we, what we did, our side of things uh, is more, it's where we're going. It's the direction of travel that we're going in is this, it's a bit analog, it's a bit digital, but ultimately it's a lot more creative. And I think that's, um, that's what's, that's what's interesting and, and nice about our, our sort of wider community, if that makes any sense. There, let's, let's, let's leave the 2017 sentiment on that uh, vague up note. <laughs> See what the best we're going to get. We're going to take a quick break now um, so that the, those of us that haven't scarpered uh, mid-session to go to the toilet can do so. And we will be back after the break um, with probably some Sunny's talk, maybe looking ahead to next year, hopefully with more positivity than we managed in that bit. We'll be back in just a second. <laughs> back carefully filled up with tea and or beer depending on what time of the world it is where we are um listeners as this show goes out you may have mere hours left to vote on the sunnies it may even be too late because this show is going out on thursday and i think thursday is the day this close if you haven't already voted get to the website now and click on the link by website i mean um well our instagram profile page the link is there uh the response has been fantastic when i last looked we had over 200 responses 200 people getting involved and voting on their favorite things um for those that need reminding, I will very quickly go through the different categories. So we had Film of the Year, which is very self-explanatory. We had um, Pillar of the Year Award, or Pillock of the Year Award, as it's also lovingly known. Um, I'm going to win that. Uh, well, I mean, I think maybe if we'd made it more explicit, you, know, you might have done the Pillock of the Year Award. Um, yeah. We had the uh, Best New Released Product of 2017. Uh, and then we had a couple of others, which were the thing I learned in 2017, and the uh, what was it we called it? The uh, he's not with us award for things we would like <laughs> to not be associated with from 2017. So uh, I am the only one who quickly. I'm just clicking it again. We're up to 200. I am the only one who can actually see the responses to all this because I have locked everybody else out. Um, and it's including been, me and Aid, <laughs> including you and Aid. Yep, absolutely. Because I want all the power. Um, and I, it is amazing how close all of the votes are for this. There's there's some real ding dong battles going. But I would love to get your feels. Let's go around the room, the the virtual room. Uh, I'm going to leave you to last, Rach, and you you have to give um, what's the word I would use? You have to give K chance because you saw the results up to fairly recently, so you've got an idea of how some of it was going. So you have to be a bit more cagey. But uh, let's let's test them now. Though Bellamy, somehow. You only became aware of this today, which is one <laughs> offensive. Um, clearly, you're not following us on all of the social networks where I, we're so I, visible. I, I'm blaming algorithms. 
But <laughs> oh, good, blame algorithm, yeah. sure. But you are familiar yeah. with it now. You've been on. You've voted. Yep. Uh, yep. Um, so that's good. This is all careful, anonymous voting. So that's all very good. Um, yep. I'm just seeing if I can find uh, your email address on here, so I can then announce. Uh, there we go. Right. Let's see exactly what you voted for. Uh, <clears throat> Oh, sorry, is this not the fair way doing this? Okay, so Film of the Year 2017, <laughs> you went for... Hmm, no, there's an unusual one. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> wonder. Um, scratching my head, I can't remember. <laughs> you remind me. <laughs> Although the ironic is you didn't pick your film for the best and you released Prolet in 2017, which is bizarre. Okay, um, you've seen the um, forms, so you know the questions on there. What do you think is going to do well out of this stuff? Where, where do you think things are going to go? You know, you've got your finger on the pulse, by which I mean shoved up the butt of analog photography. Where do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. Um, what, what from this list? What do okay, I think so will do well? Yeah, let's start with film of the year. Let's have a round. But film of yeah. the year. Where do you guys think people are going to be leaning this year? To, to give you context, last year, where the numbers involved of people getting involved were probably. Um, just into double digits. So we've got hugely more people getting involved this year. But last year, Ilford's HP5 won out. Um, where do you think it's going to go this year? I mean, is it going to be black or white or colour even? Where Where do you think people are going to go? Uh, for me, I think... Um, but the, there's the new ones. You know, the Ferrania P30 created a lot of buzz online, even though not many people got their hands on it, you know. Um, and uh, there's... People would be excited for. There's always going to be the, the the huge Ilford crowd, you know, who are just going to come on here and jump all over it. I I would say, I would love to say that Street Pan is going to be film of the year, but I don't think I really stand that much of a chance up against God, which is Triex, you know. <laughs> um, so I would say one, you know, Triex, FP4, HP5. Um, I, it's probably going to be a black and white. Personally, uh, um, Hamish, you, you in agreement? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I think I probably I can't remember what I put now, but I probably put HP five. Sorry, sorry, what? <laughs> sorry, sorry, what? <laughs> um, I I, I could have sworn I heard you say you voted for a street pad. <laughs> sorry, yeah, yeah, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, right, so the thing, the, the, prob the problem I have is, and I think, um, I don't know, I've, I, I'm, I'm quite, st quite stuck in my ways when it, when it comes to film. And I, I, I like, I don't, I'm not, so recently Kodak got in touch and said, um, or Alaris got in touch and said, you know, do you want to tr try some films? What films of ours haven't you tried? And when I thought about it, I pretty much shot Portra. Uh, and that, that's basically it. I mean, I'd have shot Triax, I think, maybe once, twice, tops oh, before. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but it's not. It, it, it's because I'm. I get used to a film, so I went out with this role of whatever it was. Not what's the other one? T Max uh, yeah. four hundred the other day, and just felt completely out of control, like out of my comfort zone. I didn't know. Um, I didn't know what, like, how it was going to react to the different things that I did with it. Um, so, and I just went, oh, I don't like it. And I, it's not that I don't like it. And I'm sure that some of the results, well, are going to be quite nice in terms of that, but I get really fidgety about trying new films. It's taken me, I have got, I have shot a few rolls of street pan out and it is, to be fair, it is really, really nice. And it's actually right up my street. 
um, in terms of the the results I get. The ones I shot in Manchester, sort of this time last year, just lovely. Some of the mine, some of my favourite photos. Um, um, but it's that same feeling, like yeah. uh, what's going to happen if I do it wrong? I don't know how much I can do it wrong, and and I, it's one of the things I like um, about HP five and portrait is i know how much i can do it wrong if i just if i want to do it wrong mm. so if i want to if i want to shoot a you know if i want to shoot a f2 on a sunny day well yeah, i can just do it and i just let let expose overexposure latitude and the crazy color colors that come along with it take take the take the hit if you see what i mean whereas i don't know and i can yeah. do that with i can do that with it and hp5 i have this where i just shoot it kind of at somewhere between exposure index 400 and 1600 i suppose i don't really ever think about it i stick a roll in my camera and then as i shoot through the film by the time i get to the end of the film i think oh maybe i'll on average that's probably i'll just push it by one stop or i'll push it by two stops or i'll just have it develop normally um and i just make that decision at the end of the roll if you see what i mean because this hp5 can take the brunt of my uh, yeah. laziness if you know what i mean and i just don't know if i can do that with 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 street pan or with whatever else so i just don't shoot them um and that's because i'm you know <laughs> i'm just not it, that much into that side of experimenting okay well let's but as i say the results i've had i've had got out of uh, you know it's not just me not just being sick of fancy the results i have had out of street pan are really really nice well that's not what you said before uh, Bellamy got on the call <laughs> listen um, enough of your waffle uh, what's your prediction uh, Hamish what's going to win what's going to win film of the year I probably HP5 or, or Triax okay uh, um, have you got any Portra 400 uh, now everybody loves Portra 400 he cannot even offer cannot even answer the simplest of questions with one word can he <laughs> It's not a simple question. <laughs> I mean, it really is. It, um, yeah, it's a very simple question, straight man. <laughs> yeah, see, Bellamy knows. Bellamy gets it. Um, um, do you have any uh, less waffly thoughts on this? What's going to win, Em? Come on, what do you think is going to win? You're, you're probably more of a colour shooter than either of these two. Yeah. Um, I... <laughs> personally, I'd say... I'd, personally, it, and and... If 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 Bellamy could just cover his ears for a second, um, from from the ones that are listed on here, I, I, for me it, it does have to be Street Pan. Okay, that's... Bellamy didn't cover right. his ears. Yeah, <laughs> he, he no, he didn't, that. obviously, because he went a afterwards. Like uh, we got Bellamy or the Fonz. Um, no, uh, f- for me it's um, Street Pan thirty five mil is is. Just, it, it's just lovely. I mean, it's it's exactly what I look for in a black and white film, which is something that's contrasty by nature that you can just mess about with during exposure, during development to get the result that you want. And it, you can use it as an IR film. I mean, seriously, it's it's it, it's it's. I'm trying not to swear, but it is a really f-ing versatile film. This is probably yeah, what. what it, it this is probably what I need to hear because I don't. I is it is it that versatile? Can I overexpose the hell out of it? Can I? Yeah, of course you can. Of course you can. Obviously, yeah. you haven't read part one of my review. <laughs> I was <laughs> yeah. about to say, right? I bet there's something Have on the impulsive yeah. that you've oh. ignored. <laughs> yeah, you can go um, pretty well with it. Yeah, no, it's it's 
Look, 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 can we not have the manufacturer's statement here, please, Bellamy? Yeah. Thank you. Um, no, it's not it, it is. We can. As, if I just read from the official documentation, yeah, I mean, you can go pretty wild with it, really, if you want to. Uh, no, I mean, it just it, all, all joking aside, I mean, you can you can shoot it at 100. You can push it a couple of stops. You can, sh- uh, you can shoot it with an IR filter and it just, it just handles, it just handles everything. 35 mil is interesting. The fact that it, it's now available in 120 is, is what really got me. And, and for me, I think, um, I will gladly can just continue to shoot it in 120. If it's, if it's a color film that we're after, I mean, I've, I've been recently surprised by the, by Lomo's, um, color negative, which it's it's been a while since I shot it, and I've I've shot eight hundred at one hundred. I've shot one hundred at eight hundred, and it's you know it's not as crisp and clear and clean as as let's say Portra might be at the same speeds or with the same pushes or pulls. But um, it, it it's it, it's a really really decent budget choice for 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 color negative in 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 my opinion. And you know the fact that I can buy. Um, you know, I, I bought a, a Lomo 800 pack the other day for the equivalent of $20, so about 16 quid. Um, I think it was, yeah, th- three three rolls in 120 for 16 quid. And I, I'm buying Portra 800 for a, about, um, I don't know, seven quid a roll, eight quid a roll, something, something like that. You know, it's kind of, yeah, I mean, w- w- when you need that speed, the, 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 the Lomo is out there, but I'd say if I'm just going to choose two, it would probably be medium format for both of them. Street Pan is for black and white, and uh, Cine Still 800 is for color because I just love movie film. So, okay, and, and personal preferences aside, who do you think is likely to win the category? What's your money on for the win? Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's probably going to be um, it's probably going to be HP five or Portra and, and that that's not to discount anything from, from either of those two films. I mean, HP five is just, you know, it, it just works. <laughs> it's just, you can, you can, you can throw anything at it and you'll, you'll get amazing results, whether you're shooting it at a hundred or whether you're shooting it at, at you know, um, 26, 500. It, it just, it just, it just does it. It's, it's ridiculous. Okay. Um, so I think, yeah, HP five or Portra. And Rach, because I, I, this mm. one, I know when you last, this was, <coughs> this has been such a tightly fought um, battle on this one. So I, I feel fairly fairly safe asking your opinions on this one as well because it has been it's been real <laughs> sure. fun. Um, well, I, actually, I really I really loved shooting um, Pan F when I was away in Italy earlier this year. Um, and uh, so I guess I'd probably go for that just because I loved how, how it came out. But on, the age... HP... That's not on the list. No, I know. Is it, it's not on the list. Oh, you could write it in at the bottom. Yeah. No, that's it's all right. not. But, it's but, going to be in the other section. Yeah, there are many things that have been added to. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I I will count up properly how many, but it's amazing how many different films people have shot. If there's one thing that this has shown, it's that people's favourites are incredibly diverse, and mm. there are. We'll talk about it more in the actual Sony's, but yeah, what a range of film everybody out there is shooting. It's kind of wonderful. Shall I carry on? Uh, go on then, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, because I hadn't really had chance, because obviously in Liverpool, we don't really ha- tend to have the right kind of 
weather conditions <laughs> necessarily for for pan f um 50 uh so i really enjoyed shooting that so i would probably put that however the hp5 thing like like M said, like like everybody sort of said, it it just works, and I use that such a lot when I'm doing the sort of introduction to analog workshops and things because I can throw anything at it. Most you know participants can shoot it however they want and make as many mistakes really, and they will still generally get something something out of it, which is which is great because it just means that um, everybody feels a bit better about yes, I've got some images. So uh, I have a, a real soft spot for for Ilford HP5 definitely, um, and uh, color wise, um, I thoroughly enjoyed shooting the portrait 160. That um, yeah, um, as well. So uh, I probably would go for for that. Seeing as Rach, you're a big fan of films that people send you. Um, have you tried mm. a JCH film yet? And if not, is that because Bellamy hasn't sent you any? Bellamy hasn't sent me any note, but <clears throat> from wow, having heard rude. what Hamish. <laughs> from having heard what Hamish just said, actually, it does sound perfect. Actually, for what I what I, I love, you know, so, in terms of high contrast and and what have you. Sorry, Bellamy, what was that? I'll send you some. Oh, Yay! That's what a lovely thing, Thank you Bellamy. So much. That's so lovely. <laughs> um, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that was really breaking up. I missed. I missed what you said there. Okay. Oh no, 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 fine. I was just lamenting about the guilt trip. So. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Um, the, um, I do, I have already shot my first role of uh, Cosmo Photo, actually, of Stephen's uh, film, which is uh, which is very exciting, but I haven't processed it yet. So uh, I did really enjoy um, ha- having a go with that. But like I say, not having processed it yet, I, I couldn't get, tell you the results. Um, but um, yeah, the um, Japan Camera Hunter um, film sounds great. Nice and contrasty and lovely. Sounds fab. Okay, so yeah, yeah I'll, I'll chuck some in the post for you. Thank you, lovely. That's great. Awesome. We all heard that. That's on there now. So we did. You know. uh, okay, the second one. Now, I'm not going to ask for you guys to necessarily pick your favorite because I mean, the next one is the the pillar of the community. And let's face it, all three of you are people who are listed on this thing. Well, actually, all four of you, all four of you are people who are on. Who did this you forget? List. Was that me? That was well, yeah, because obviously you're part of the show, Rach. I tell you, wasn't, <laughs> I know. wasn't I forgot? But uh, um, and again, no, I did say I don't think that's appropriate. But well, yeah. I, I do, as do the people who have voted for you, Rach. So, um, <laughs> but I, I would like to ask you guys because we got a good list there. It was a list that I tried to work I mean it's not everybody and people have added in more stuff because we you know we couldn't just put everyone but we tried to make it a reasonably encompassing list but um what I'd like is for each of you uh, who who either new to the, you know to the scene this year who who have you enjoyed this year or who are you just glad to see out there sharing stuff um and and bonus points if you pick up on the thing that we were talking about during the break and make the most of that <laughs> leading the way Go on, then. For me. Oh, go on, then. Um, right. Uh, uh, shit. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Jump straight in, has nothing to say. Well done, Bellamy. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, sorry, I, w- I was zoning out a little bit. Oh, um, I've been following, you know, I, I've, I fairly... St- this is the thing. I get so caught up with what I'm doing um, with work that I, I don't surf a lot of sites. And I'm like Hamish in many ways. Oh. A creature of habit, you know. Okay. Um, uh, it's yeah, no, not in other ways. Um, <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so you know, I only read uh, a few websites um, because most of the time when I'm online, I'm just working. Um, so you know, I read Hamish's site. I read Emulsive. Um, uh, obviously, I read my website. 
um, though apparently I don't, according to people's checking of my spelling mistakes. Um, I, I read shoot film, oh, I look at shoot film, pinhole. Um, yeah, it would be hard to say who who rocks your, I think M rocks my world, you know. That's I've weird because you voted for you, so. Oh, yeah, there's, there's <laughs> you know, you know, um, just because he keeps his finger on, I don't know how he does it. You know, especially like, you know, this is my full time job, and I cannot keep up with it. I can't keep up with him. He's he's on the finger of every single. He's like Nick the Greek, <laughs> you know? right? He's got ten fingers in ten pies. Right, right, right. But I do not have half of Liberia's deficit in my skyrocket there, Benny. Whereas I've got, you know, one pinky sort of edging towards a a crusty biscuit. Oh, God. The phrasing. (laughs) To be honest, as I did say about about Bellamy's last last, uh, camera post that he put on his website, it is a deal, it is a steal, it is sale of the 15th century. Okay, right. Um, uh, have you got any more sailing thoughts about this? Come on, who have you enjoyed this year, Em? I've I, I really enjoyed this year, and it's for me, it's a hard, it's a hard choice between um, uh, John Wilkening's Creative Bar, uh, between Lily, Lucy, um, and uh, Aliki's She Shoots film, and Killian with Let's Explore. And you know, I've I've been. I've been talking to Killian on and off for what feels like probably about two years now about Let's Explore and watching him grow that platform and and you know put out the the the, the LEM magazines as well as the the kind of co-branded stuff that he's done and I, I think I think Killian for me has got to be the the pillar of the community because he's still you know he's there he's um, he just he digests so much and he shares so much and he encourages people and he he kind of introduces new people to 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 everybody else who listens to him and i think his his passion his excitement his enthusiasm and just his his drive is is really um yeah it's it's really kind of sold me as putting him as a as a pillar of the community for this year what I really love also about Killian and his work is the fact that he is not siloing off analog photography into this is the analog photography and this is where this lives. The Let's Explore magazine no, exactly. is great. It, it's beautiful analog photography. It's beautiful digital photography. It's beautiful watercolors and ink drawings. I mean, it's just this is beautiful art. And as I say on the break, I'm super excited because the Gillian Highland book that I was really excited about a few weeks ago, I've got coming for Christmas. So, um, it, well, it's yeah, all about it's storytelling, just, it's just, isn't it? It's wonderful. Yeah, exactly. No, you, you've you've hit the nail on the head there, Rachel. It's just ex- expression and it's storytelling, and it's it's proof positive of what happens if you give um, people with a potential a voice. And more often than not, you won't be let down when when, when you ask someone to really open themselves up um, in in the way that he does. And I, I think I think he's I think it's brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant. And he's he's so super positive about everything as well. Yeah, he it's really wonderful. Is. On the subject of not being let down by responses, um, Hamish, concisely, what are your thoughts on this? <coughs> um, <laughs> well, threefold. <laughs> uh, so the the I, I, you know, once again, due respect to Em, I think I, I'm I'm sort of on board with what Bellamy said. I've I he's 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 
he puts himself about a bit, doesn't he? Um, and and I think you know, I joking aside about the conversations and the counselling conversations that we have, I you know, I've have I have seen um getting pretty stressed out and getting quite annoyed and it's all through the the, the sort of energy and, and effort that he that he puts into it and i think that's you know it's it's you know impressive um the thing that i've probably most engaged with this year um bearing in mind that i'm not like bellamy not particularly good at reading other people's stuff or engaging with other people's stuff i just kind of have my head down and engage with my my readers and the people that that, that write for me. Um, I've started listening to the that weird Sunny Sixteen podcast thing. <laughs> um, Never heard of it. No, very unpopular. No. It turns out on the yeah. <laughs> But it, I, you know, all joking aside, it's. It's the I I listen to it every week and it's gone from me doing it's gone from me listening to a sort of a bit of each show you know while I'm doing a bit of washing up to I've for Christmas I've asked for um, a new gadget for my car so I can Bluetooth my phone to the gadget and the gadget transmit to the radio so I can listen to the podcast in the in the car without having to drive in a really high gear slowly so i can hear it open with my <laughs> diesel audi um, and uh so i you know and i'll and I'll, i i used to get to the end of the show at the end of the week just in time for the next one to come out and now i'm at the end of a show by the end of friday usually so i really enjoy it and i think you know credit to you guys uh, i really i'm really happy to have met um uh, Rachel and that weird guy who came to visit me when I had a hangover that one time. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the the nice thing about this show, I think, is that it's for me um, that both the people who present it and the kind of the feel it has is is quite humble and it's quite it's quite grounded. It's quite down to earth. There's very little bullshit. There's a lot of bullshit. There's very little. <laughs> There's very little sort of hubris, and and I and I like I like that about it. I can listen to it, and I can engage with it because I just feel like I'm listening to normal, or not, you know, just people. There's so many people on the internet that talk out their ass. You guys talk out your ass, yeah. don't get me wrong, but you talk out your ass in a in a humble and and, and engaging way. And I've I've really you know I've really grown to enjoy um, Graham's interview style and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, credit to you guys. And then the third is the people that write for my blog. I'm, you know, I I had some really just really great content come from people this year, and there's a couple of people um, who've written a lot for me, um, and a couple of people who've just written one post. But it's so much of it has been the quality seems to be seems in the content that people are submitting seems to be going up. Um, so yeah, credit to to them as well I suppose that's not supposed to sound like a plug for my blog but it, I suppose it is but... <laughs> it, it really does it, it really does um if, if I can if, if I can just say I mean Graham is there anything that I can say just as Hamish has done that will encourage you to have me on as a guest on it again in the future no um, I'm afraid we'll never love you as much and, as Hamish now <laughs> and um <laughs> Uh, Hamish, if, if if you're if you're worried about a lack of hubris, I suggest you have a look at the Cheap Shots Challenge episode. Isn't that right, Graham? <laughs> <laughs> I save all my hubris for that. Uh... 
Uh, well, thank you very much. That's hubris from the right place. That, that <laughs> Can I just say thanks ever so much, Hamish? That's really sweet of you to say. And uh, yeah, um, I really, we, I'm sure Graham unaided both will also really appreciate that. Um, we're blush, I'm blushing here, so uh, thank you. That's very sweet. Yeah, it is. It is such a shame actually that Aid couldn't be with us today. He's got important businessy stuff that he had to do today. But he will be really bummed to have missed out on this conversation. And I know he he's very much looking forward to meeting you two at some point, hungover Hamish. So I hope we can make that happen. <laughs> Um, okay, let's move on. Um, the next one was um, best new thing of 2017 because uh, there's been we well, we talked about this in the last section so much new stuff. So because um, we're all waffling on too much here, so I'm just going to ask all of you very quickly just to pick your one favourite newly released product from this year. Bellamy, can I guess it was actually? Oh my God, he's throwing a curveball in here. Bellamy's not picked it. And um, Bellamy, what's been your favourite thing from this year? Your flipping thing did something wrong because I definitely picked mine. <laughs> Pretty sure I picked mine. Oh. I picked mine. <laughs> well, Bellamy picked Sydney Still 800T, actually, which is, I think, very kind. Um, yeah, uh, actually, no, um, yeah, it was um, very <laughs> uh, That's yours, isn't it, Em? You're a big fan. Em? Has he gone to the toilet? <laughs> he's he's gone to the loo, hasn't okay. he? Hey, Mish. <laughs> What's been your favourite new product? Quickly, just a uh, single no, sentence. No, I'm here. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Well, you can wait now because we've asked Hamish. Hamish, right, what's your favourite thing? Uh, well, it's as I said before, it's a, a, a 50 millimetre f1.1 lens for less than 350 quid, I think is a, you know, is a, is a stunning addition to <laughs> the uh, world of photography. <laughs> really what mount does it take, Hamish? Uh, specifically M mount, but of course you could uh, mount it to any uh, compact system camera, Sony, uh, Fuji FX, uh, Canon M, if you were mad enough to buy one of those, um, you know, anything really, all sorts, as long as it's not an is, SLR. Is, is that so? And what what comes in the box, Hamish? A lens, uh, a couple of caps, and a little screwdriver. Oh, and a little stick and, and on a tab. Uh, and a tab. Stick yeah, on yeah. tab. Yeah, yeah. That sounds. Well, Is I'm it Hamish's face? <laughs> it's like it's like the like a red badge, but it's Hamish's red face to stick on your camera. <laughs> no, no, no. Ham Hamish's face actually sits on the inside of the metal lens cap. So every time you take the lens cap off, you can you can look at it. <laughs> Uh, and for, for our listeners, uh, because you guys are all plugged, I mean, poor old Em, he hasn't got anything apart from a couple of T-shirts to plug. I'm sure we'll get there at the end. But um, where can people go to find out about these lovely lenses, Hamish, assuming we're going to get a massive kickback from all of this? <laughs> Uh, we'll just just search for Seven Artisans 50.1.1, and I think I'm most of the first page of Google. Fair enough. And Em, um, did you, was your favourite new thing of this year the T-shirts you're selling <laughs> on Emulsive? <laughs> Well, they're, they're my favourite thing of last year, because oh, okay. you know, that's when that started. Um, now, do you know, I, I, I kind of, I've got to kind of agree with, with, with Hamish, as much as I don't want to. Mm. I, 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 I have one of these um, 51.1 things, and they're fantastic. They're, they're really, I mean, just if you like the particular look from this, um, this type of lens, this, this uh, Sonar design lens, um, it just, it just pops. And um, I, I shoot. I shoot with a Leica. I only have one Leica lens. It's a very cheap, long, you know, ninety millimeter thing. Um, <clears throat> I've got two fifties. One of which is a nineteen fifty Canon, uh, which is a Sonar, uh, which is a one point fifty one point five. And the other one that I've got is this fifty one point one. And the, the the character that you get from them is fantastic. But from from a, a, a best 
product or loved and lusted after kind of product for this year. Um, it's got to be a toss-up between um, Cine Still in uh, 120 uh, and 4x5 and the Ferrania, actually. Um, Cine Still because I've shot a movie film or motion picture film probably for about four years now. And it's all, you know, 35mm, Kodak 250D, 50D, 500T and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and actually getting it in medium format has been a, a, a complete game changer because up until now I've been bulk loading. Well, I've been cutting down, stripping down and then bulk loading 65mm uh, Kodak motion picture film as 120 um, so, so actually to be able to go into a shop and just buy the same stuff and, you know, to be able to shoot it has been, um, it's been a big change for me. Um, and the, the Ferrani, just because it's been, it's, it's been a long time since I've had to learn how to shoot a film, um, and how to develop a film. And with Ferrani, it needs, with, with the P30, you need both because it's, you know, you can, you can go ahead and just develop it in Rodenol or D76 or whatever, but to actually get to get the most out of it and to get something that's not this kind of um, super high contrast result that you you see everywhere, including the reviews on my on that I've written for for the website, um, you you need to think about it so much. You need to think about how you develop it, about the, the chemicals that you use, about the process that you use to develop it, and then also you know even down to stuff like the pH, you know the the acidity of the water. Um, so yeah, I, I would I would say from purely a learning. Um, learning experience aspect because probably Ferrani has been the most interesting, the most, the most fun stuff that I've, that I've enjoyed playing with this year. Yeah. Um, I thought you definitely were going to say the, uh, the Rolly Vario. Uh, really? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I, I, have, I, have, I have different strong feelings about that. But, uh, there you go. Rach, what's been your favorite thing from this year? <laughs> I have to say, it's something that I was waiting for for ages, and I was so excited when it finally came out. It was the Instax Wide Monochrome. Yeah, that was good. For me, I... that, that you know, that's just obviously very personal to me, but uh, it just made me go, yes, it all makes sense, and I can shoot black and white. And I just, I thoroughly enjoyed going along to that Mersey meetup actually, and, and shooting the first pack there. Um, just, I think maybe those specific lighting conditions on that day and, and, you know, getting shots of architecture with it, it seemed to just really suit it well. I haven't, I haven't played around and haven't with it a lot and I haven't shot, um, any of the other packs yet. So, um, I know that there's, you know, weaknesses, you know, there's bad points and good points of, of course, of any film, but, um, but that just, uh, was really, was really good for me um i was really really uh, impressed with what i got out of the first pack and uh, it suits the way that i shoot i think so yay that would be my favorite from this year yeah i'm really excited to try the pack that you very kindly gave me <laughs> i'm really looking forward to that i, I was thinking oh I could shoot Merry it over christmas. christmas yeah i'm not sure it's the best one but I'm, I'm not sure people indoors over christmas is going to be the thing for it so i think i'll save it a little bit longer um outside winter sun i think winter okay. sun would be good that's good to hear okay so the next category is an interesting one because the next category is the everyday i learn something new award where people write in what they what they learned over the last year and um what i'm going to do with this and i didn't mention it to the three guests on the show because i literally thought about this just as i was speaking um what i'm going to do with this gentleman because i know that you have a super secret chat group that nobody is allowed into or it was, it was a super secret chat group until i just announced it on the internet um once I have stripped out everyone's email addresses and all the other information from this one, I'm going to send you three 
the um, things that people have learnt from the last year, all 245. And I want you guys to pick your favourite three, come to a consensus, and you will feed back to us. So this will be the uh, Every Day I Learn Something New Award as chosen by the three wise men on this podcast. So look forward to that, people. Um, and the I have not got enough to do. Uh, yeah, I do think you've not got enough to do. You, that's fine. You're very lazy. Um, and the last award is that he's not with us award. But you know what? For one thing, the thing that you think is probably going to win, it's definitely going to win. And for another thing, <laughs> we had enough negativity in the last section. So we're going to move on from that now. And um, we're going to take another very quick break. And then we're going to come back with something a bit more forward looking and getting excited about 2018. Because actually, two of the people on this show have got new products coming out, which I'm sure they are desperate to show mercilessly <laughs> when they get back on. So buckle up and wait for that. Okay, back in just a second. Okay, there's already been an absolutely extraordinary amount of shilling of products going on. But, you know, let's look to the future and more product shilling going on. Because 2018, if anything, looks like it's going to be even more of an incredible year for new stuff happening in the analog photography world. And um, I'm really excited to see some of the stuff that's going. And as we haven't even spoken to him on the show before, um, it seems like a great time to ask Bellamy what's going on with the new camera. Ah, uh, not much I can tell you legally. Um, <laughs> legally? <laughs> can you tell us illegally? Yeah, really, 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 really. Um, so, yeah, we've been working sort of quietly behind the scenes. Um, we've figured out what we want from the camera. We've figured out the specs. Um, uh, and we've come to, we, we've produced already a, a prototype, uh, 3D printed model of the size of the camera we want, we want so that we know um, physically how it feels. Um, so now we're going to start working on the, the next aspects, which will be um, putting the parts in the camera and making them play nice. Um, but before we do all of that, we have certain patents that we need to apply for um, and things like this. Um, we're doing it properly. Um, so we've been working on really boring legalese stuff um, for the last few months um, and just sort of quietly putting it all together. But um, yeah, it is our intention to make a camera, but unfortunately it won't actually be available for sale next year. Um, it, there's just no way. <laughs> um, because we want to have a final product ready on the market instead of rolling into Kickstarter and and saying, hey, look at this concept we've got, give us some money. We want to say, hey, look at this camera we've made. Would you like to buy one? Please, God, help us. Um, on, a yeah, scale of, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, uh, how, how much harder has all of this turned out to be than perhaps originally imagined? Um, oh, like 14. <laughs> uh, it, it, yeah, the, the stuff that you have to deal with in terms of you know, uh, we've got to find a place to make it, a country to make it. And then we have to work with, in some cases, the government of that country to secure the manufacture of it. it it's getting to be of, of a scale, of a level that I've not really worked in before. Um, so it's been really, really enlightening um, <laughs> in terms of like 
how much lawyers make. (laughs) 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 And and tax accountants and stuff. Um, Yeah, but it's exciting because we're actually doing something and we're really, really determined to do it. Um, We know what we want. We know where to get those things. We know how to um, get the right people to make those things work. And so that's why we're sort of laying the groundwork so that we can um, approach other groups and, and facilities to get funding for it, basically. Um, we're going to do it properly, uh, and it's going to cost loads of money. <laughs> yeah, I, so, I, don't care if I, I don't really care if I make any money on it. I just want to make it as long as I don't lose any money on it. <laughs> Has any of the stuff that's gone on this last year that we talked about in the very first section with all the, the new cameras coming to market and the different crowdfunders and the, the response to that and what people, you know, the, it's been a great year for gathering information on what people want and don't want. Has that affected anything about the way you're going forward with this? Have your plans changed at all based on that? No, no, not at all. Um, uh, if anything, it's given us encouragement. Um because we're really defined in our idea of what we want. Um, and it's something that, you know, we're, we're focusing on compact camera because they're just not going to be there. It's not like other cameras, which, you know, there's that millions of SLRs and things, but there's just um, a, a decent sort of compact camera. They're all dying. And the ones that aren't dying cost so much money now. It's insane. Um, and we, we want to sort of make sure that people have that as, a, as an option, as an outlet option um, in the coming years. You know, so, and we're, it's not going to be a one-off. We're not making one camera. We're going to make others. And we also have plans to make other things that are related to uh, making your film workflow a lot more uh, smooth, a lot more simple. So are you saying that this is going to be an affordable camera then, Bellamy? Is that what the target market you're asking? Um, <laughs> is this Elberflex affordable? affordable? Yeah. It, it's, yeah, I'm not going to pretend that it's going to, it's going to be expensive comparatively, but it's going to be very high quality and it's going to come with a warranty and it's going to come with uh, a servicing system so that, you know, if you have issues, it's it'll be taken care of. It's going to be a real thing, <laughs> you know? Um, and we're hoping people will spend the money on it. And, you know, we know it will be relatively expensive for some, but we kind of hope that it will be something people aspire to own, you know, yeah. um, and, and save their pennies for knowing that they're going to get something that's good and not going to break and is going to be with them for a while. A real investment camera, basically. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, um, and, and we've got, the possibility of further on down the line making more value propositions you know so at some point in the future i may be able to buy one of your cameras <laughs> maybe in 10 years time there will be a version that i'll be able to get it depends on how successful it is because we really want to be able to make we're not going to we don't want to make one camera and go okay we're done you know mm-hmm. um we want to make this a sort of a big thing um and make more systems and more products for, for for film photographers so we're going to push it as far as we can until somebody says look stop you're just beating a dead horse now you know <laughs> <laughs> 
And what's proving to be the hardest part? Is it dealing with all, all the legal side, all, all the parts that you need to patent, all the bits that are already patented by other people that you need to get a license to yeah, use? That, that, yeah, that stuff is, is something I hadn't really anticipated properly, um, I think, when I went into it. Um, and it's it's... I would say it's just a bump in the road. It's not uh, a brick wall that we're facing. Um, there's just a lot of stuff, but we've been very fortunate so far. We've kind of landed on our feet and met a lot of the right people that can that can facilitate what we need. Um, and they're all eager. They're all willing. They're, there's a we've met a lot of people behind the scenes who've been very positive about what we want to do when they hear our idea. So it's given us a real sort of boost, thinking we can do this. We can really do this. So, yeah, I mean, 2018 is going to be development. We, we really want to have it on the market 2019. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Um, it, it's really exciting. I mean, what you're doing, it, I mean, it, it's incredibly ambitious. I don't think there's any getting away from this. What you, The undertaking that you have put on yourself compared to... <coughs> Everything that we've talked about in the run-up to this today, um, what you're doing is there's a reason nobody else has done this. There's a reason why even yeah. the, the big camera manufacturers have gone, this seems like a lot of money on R&D yeah. and effort. But... Shaves, it shaves 10 years off your life, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, Because it's not the only project I'm doing as well. We've got um, We're working on the idea of another new film as well. So what's so, that? Can you tell us anything about that? I can't tell you anything about oh, that. Other than, why not? Uh, well, okay. What I can tell you is we're working on a completely new emulsion. Ooh. And that's all I can tell you. Okay. Em, um, you talk to Bellamy a lot, and he's probably told you about this. What can you tell us about Bellamy's new film? Yeah, I haven't told him jack oh, shit. <laughs> Bellamy, is there anything you know from from this process of starting to design and develop and research for your camera is there anything of that that's been particularly um good as part of an experience something that's gone easier than oh. you were expecting or uh, something that was highlighted mm. yeah yeah i mean all of it's been good it, it's a learning experience i don't really view any of it as negative even the struggles, the legal stuff, you know, it's exciting, it's fun because it's part of a progression. Yeah. Uh, and so I found it, well, I'm, I'm learning new things every day and I'm learning how to make myself more, I feel like I'm achieving something, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, generally it's been a very positive experience. I've learned about how things work and as a, a you know, Luddite, that's been quite eye-opening. <laughs> but I've also learned how technology has developed in the last 10 years. It's absolutely insane. The things that are open to us now as options for a compact camera are, are mad, are wild. You know, there's so many things we can do. We've kind of kind of had to cut it down a bit and define mm. it more. Gosh. That's quite exciting. You'll probably yeah. get a call from Aid soon asking uh, you to go on the future of photography <laughs> on his other podcast with his other woman. So, all right, well, the camera, obviously, we're going to be waiting a while for that. How how far off before we might start to hear something about this new film coming? Um, yeah, that'll be about the same, 2019. Oh, for Could you, I don't know, work a bit faster? <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I do my best. Good, you know, thanks. I, 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 
probably, you know, get my beard grey within the next year and a half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it, this is the thing. There's, there's a lot of things that we don't want to rush into it. We don't want to release a half-assed product. We're really, really um, aware of some of the stuff that has gone before that hasn't, you know, been as it said it would be. Um, and especially with Kickstarter, I'm really wary of that because I've seen these massive, uh, not, not not necessarily film or film cameras, but these massive sort of Kickstarter things for um, watches and things like that where people have raised $2 million, $4 million and never received a product or have received a product and it's worked for a week and then, then died. We really want to make sure that when people get their product, it's perfect. Yeah, it's everything that they paid for, mm. and more. You know. Yeah, when you, I would imagine when you're making something, which essentially, as you said, you're targeting the same market as things. I mean, I'm not good on high-end pointer shoots, but things like the contacts and the. Yeah. Um, oh, help me out here, guys, with some other. The Ringos, the um, uh, Nikon Twenty Eights, uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, so you're um, targeting something which has um, a real cult following already, and you kind of you almost you have to not just be as good as them; you have to be better than them because they have the name recognition already. So you need something yeah. which makes people go, "Well, I'm going to buy this because this is clearly a better thing," even though it, it's not a name that people know out there. Yeah, they're all. F sorry, sorry to interrupt. They're all f all of those cameras. The Ricoh GR1. Buying one of those these days is mental. They're still yep. going for four or five hundred quid. They are yep. dying. They are not. Yep. They're not dying. They're base. Just write them off. Just write they're them off. Don't don't, don't buy one. They're cut. The internal components are all plastic and wearing out. The viewfinder and the top panel, it will fail. If it's not failed, it will fail within months. They 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 are now crap cameras, and people are still paying a fortune. The the same. The only ones that are still surviving just about the contacts and even them even those are starting to have problems well, so this is why i stopped sourcing compact cameras about a year ago um because i just couldn't find them especially for fair prices and this is a sort of it was that that sort of gave me the the idea to do something like this i thought yeah, these things are they're on the last legs and people are paying somebody i saw a, a contacts t2 sold the other day a used one for a thousand dollars, you know, yeah, um, which is nuts, you know. And it, that was a well-used camera. I thought that thing's maybe got six months left on it, you know. They're just um, not worth. They're just not worth it. The the TC one. I remember. You, well, you you you'll definitely remember Bellamy when I had the the, the Minolta yeah. off you. The same yeah. as all Minolta CC ones. They've got a light leak problem. Yep, and um, Minolta have stopped servicing them. I think mine was one of the last ones that you sent to it, Minolta. Yours actually was the last one they serviced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not mine so. anymore. I sold it, but it, I sold it because I knew it was going to fail. And what did I buy with the money? I bought the Minolta TC1 lens, which yeah. then had to go back to you to be cleaned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's clean. Sorry. It's clean. Yeah. I, you know, that it that was the problem, and this is why I kind of sat down and thought, how can we climb over this wall? I don't want this wall to be here. You know, um, um, so we've got to find a way around it. Yeah, also, you're not going to have anything to sell if you don't start making stuff. So this business is really going to cut down. Yeah, there is that too. There is that too. But this is probably going to break me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I Honestly, I think that's what we were all thinking. Is this is going to end up with you a shuddering wreck in the corner. But from the community point yeah. of view, it's going to be really interesting to watch. So I'm guessing um, 
just what, what's it's like this? Lindsay Lohan Thanks, Graham. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're waiting for you to flash your junk getting out of a car <laughs> in a high fancy nightclub soon. Um, uh, hey, Mish, so there you go. We've got Bellamy making possibly the best point-and-shoot cameras. I mean, that's what we're talking about here, is, is really trying to make the best point-and-shoot camera that possibly has ever been made. Um, what are you doing next year? Um, hopefully making some pixelators that don't explode every time you try and put them together, which is what happened with the latest two <laughs> prototypes. So talk, um, remind which, listeners, because you haven't been on for quite a while, talk about the pixelator for a bit, because people might not have heard about this. Uh, it, it's basically a very simple bit of plastic that helps people digitize their photos but what what was used to be quite a simple idea um has well it still is a very simple idea and it's going to be very very cheap um, and it is going to be made out of plastic but yeah i mean the amount of pride my desk has just got a pile of broken prototypes <laughs> because it turns out things like you know the it's made out of acrylic and acrylic is um it's it, there is the, the the tolerances in the thickness of acrylic um, are variable. So the last two prototypes that um, I had made, um, which me and um, Steve, you know, Chroma Camera Steve, who's helping me make it um, now, you know, we were completely convinced that it was absolutely on the money. I was, I've got the, the the two materials it's made out of now are, are really nice. They make it look a bit more of a quality thing. Um, I got it as um, for the first time. Steve sent me one that wasn't built um, because it's going to end. It's going to be shipped flat pack to the end customers. That's one of the things that's going to keep it keep the keep the cost down because it's going to be no building cost to, to me. Um, so and I, and I got the there's these little bits that hold it together, and I put the push the little bits into the little holes the little bits go into, and they sort of cracked a little bit around the edges. And I thought oh, it's a bit ominous, and then I put the little front panel thing on. And as I put the front panel thing on, it just split in two. Ooh. So, like a bad Easter egg. <laughs> yeah. J- oh. Just uh, just so disheartening because it looks so nice now as a thing. It's um, And for the amount of money it costs um, to make and it will cost the, the, you know, the end user as well, it's it's starting to look like a really nice thing. But now, you know, it's... It, I was talking to, I've got a guy helping me um, in the run-up to the launch. I am going to go down the Kickstarter road, but I'm going down to the Kickstarter road with a product that is absolutely finished. It's not going to be, <laughs> I don't want sending, you know, a couple of hundred thing, these things out to people and then breaking into pieces when they when they start, when they try to put them together. That would be, um, you know, somewhat of a disaster. Um, so I'm trying to get to the point that it is a completely finished, completely functioning, not breaking product. Um and yeah, as I said to the guy who's helping me um, in the run up to the Kickstarter, um, you know, plan it and, and get everything, get all the bits and pieces in place, if you see what I mean. Um, it, I feel like we're almost completely back to the drawing board because we've got to find a solution to this um, breaky thing. And it's completely, unfortunately, it's a, we, I don't need to, me and Steve need to research and find a completely new um, material. It's kind of at the whim of the um, acrylic manufacturer, isn't it? That's, yeah, that's but it, it, it's, it is, but it's they. I've spoken to quite a few plastics um, fabricators, and they all say the same. It's it's the quality of the product. Perspex is a very high quality product, um, but that's the, the brand name for this particular acrylic um, that we're using. Um, I mean, every search Perspex, haven't they? But it, 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 the Perspex will say all of these fabricators say it's the material itself. 
um, qu the quality of the product is is high, but the tolerance in the thickness of it is there's a there's a few fractions of a millimetre. Yeah, really make all the difference. Yeah, and it's brilliant. It's brittle, yeah, exactly. And if you if you force it in one particular direction, which is the direction that I was trying to force it, it just you know it just pops into bits. Basically, it's very strong. You know, you could whack it on a table. If you if you force it as I say in a particular way that it was for this design, it just falls apart. So. I have to say, uh, as a backer of Kickstarters, um, I'm really glad that this is work that you're doing before you actually go to the project, as opposed to being a series of updates that you get once you've backed the game. You know, yeah. we, we know he said it'd be out this month, but it'll be next month or the month after. The, um, I'm naming no names, which Rachel and I are both backed. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's nice that there is um, that all the work is being done before. Uh, and have you thought maybe using jelly? There's a lot more tolerances in jelly. <laughs> uh, well, funny enough, um, the, the 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 two material uh, there's uh, there's a, a type of rubber that Steve's ordered that apparently smells like cat piss when you laser cut it. Which is, oh yeah, uh, great. Fortunately, the laser cutting is all going to happen in Liverpool, so I'm never going to be any near it anywhere near it to smell the cat piss. Oh, if that's thanks, what we decide thanks, to go for. Hamish. <laughs> um, and the uh, and the other one is silicon. Um, which might I I don't know I don't know enough about the material, but it sounds like. It. Well, to me, it sounds like it's probably going to be too soft. But hmm. so the the pixelator aside, what else can uh, listeners look forward to seeing from the thirty five MMC family of products this year? <laughs> well, um, I, 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 I'm not actually. Yeah, me and Alex Nelson, um, Zero Optic, have, have uh, slowly work, working towards. Um, a couple of lens um, conversions. Um, the one, the main, the one that I'm most excited about is we're talking about the absolutely written off waste of time. Rico GR1 is converting that um, lens because there's a couple of people who've well, like MS Optics. I think he just doesn't, he won't touch it. No. Nope. Um, Alex um, is very certain. I wouldn't say 100% certain, but very certain that he can do it. So he's got three dead Ricos that I've bought and sent him um, that he's two or three, two perhaps that he's he's tinkering with. Um, and yeah, so they're going to they're be a co-branded sort of 35mmc zero optic um, lens. And then hopefully the kind of body of the lens, because he's, he's not optics, he's very much... Um, mechanics um hopefully the body of the lens will be he's designing it in such a way that it can hold other in the same way as the the ms optics lenses hold um uh, the conversions are based around a um or a lot a of based around a, a, a helicoid and a, a few other bits and pieces that work together to fit these different lenses in that's that's kind of the idea um you know we could have fit other other optics into these things and this is the only um, thing you actually have to sell next year, is it? Yeah, well, we're hoping it'll be yeah, the beginning, beginning part of the year. Um, but it depends on it depends on Alex really. He's got um, he's he's just gone it alone. He's left the uh, um, company that he was working with before, so he's he's sort of finding his feet with his with his new business. Well, I say finding his feet. He's doing very well from what I understand with his new business, making cine lenses or cine lens rehousings and all that sort of stuff, um, which are you know. Hundred times more complicated than um, uh, than photography lenses. Um, so it's just when he's got the time. But he's made a little rig for 
making sure that they, the rangefinder calibration is right and all that sort of stuff. So that's all, you know, ticking along nicely in the. But hopefully, what, what I'm hope, what I would really like, my kind of the thing that I'm really hoping will happen is that we take this um, this housing that we're making and and I can have a relationship with the Chinese to make some sort of optic to fit into it, then have a you know a completely new lens, which would be quite exciting. But I'm I'm perhaps not as I've got. Of, of, you know in my own in my life outside of the <laughs> photography stuff i've got so much on you know th th there's a full-time job here um but i've got two other full-time jobs so i don't quite have the time but um... so 2019 then let's just say everything's <laughs> 2019 so we well, can no, look forward pic to pic pixelator is definitely this that's definitely 2018 and the lenses that the, the lenses that me and alex are working on the rehousings that me and alex are working on um are going to be um are going to be the, this the first half of 2018 as well, but cool. don't don't they're, they're going to be they're going to be expensive. <laughs> cool, right? Um, I, obviously, I mean, new T-shirts aside, have you got any new T-shirts? Actually, don't even ask that question. Uh, what can we look forward to from M and and Emulsive in 2018? Anything that you've got bubbling up in your at the moment? You're right in the middle of Secret Santa. Um, you're going grey by the day, I am sure, with all of that. But uh, what what's coming up in 2018 for Emulsive? Long sleeve T-shirts, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm very much looking forward to uh, to Hamish fixing his achy breaky part. That's a joke that I wanted to make for quite, for quite a long time. Um, well, thanks. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> uh, yes, I've, I've got the, there's there's a, a couple of bits and pieces that I've got um, bubbling along, but I'm not sure whether they're actually going to make it into um, fully fledged products kind of stuff to get out at, uh, at the moment i'm not sure whether um making making a, a physical product of my own is actually where i want to go i mean much like um hamish i've got one possibly two and maybe next year possibly three full-time jobs on the go so for me it's it's my focus for 2018 and beyond is just going to be um continuing to build out the community continuing to to encourage people to to share what they know um to share the knowledge that that already exists there and and to kind of get it out there into the hands of other people um so yeah it's not as exciting as new lenses and new cameras and and stuff like that i'm mostly hoping that i have the time to be able to support people who are in those positions kind of making stuff and and getting that information out to, to the people who hopefully will be using it. So what sort of stuff, especially in the first quarter, are we going to see more things like um, FP4 Party or the uh, Delta Dead End and the other things that happen? What what's, what stuff's lined up? What's on the slate? <laughs> um, to be honest, I haven't really thought much into into 2018 so far. Um, the, the, the film parties and various, the, the, the various supporting things are going to be are going to be carrying on purely as um uh, purely as community activities uh there's there's I, I would guess you could say there's quite a bit coming up with the 20th anniversary of new portra uh, which is in 2018 as well um and there's potentially two or uh three uh, new film 
benches to support as well coming into the, the first half of next year. So there's going to be um, a couple of new emulsions and then something that looks like it might be a new film, but might technically not be. So I'm, I'm just working on um, kind of helping those guys out, you know, where where and if I'm able to, to offer any help. What are the names of all those things that are coming next year? Uh, that's thing one, thing two, thing three, and possibly, get ready for this, thing four. You guys are the absolute <laughs> worst. Where, where's all our hot scoops? <laughs> absolutely terrible. Um, well, okay, so... so uh, I, 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 yeah, I'm going to try and get my tongue out of my mouth. Um, I think the, the, the biggest thing that I think the, the, the community can look forward to probably within the first couple of months of next year is going to be um, Exochrome actually appearing on shelves. Yes, so, that's going to be very exciting. Based, yeah, so based on uh, conversations I've had with, <clears throat> with people um, here, both here and there, <laughs> um, yeah, I think the 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 progress within within Eastman at the moment to uh, develop to to test and to to um, kind of get get film out there in the hands of, of photographers who are going to be testing it is moving on um, very very well. It looks like the the initial um, uh, coating te- or coating events and and uh, uh, initial engineering tests have gone gone really really well, and I'm I'm looking forward to being able to. Uh, shoot that film alongside with everybody else uh, hopefully within the first quarter of next year but i would say probably keep your ear close to to the ground in january cool because stuff happens in january well that's a perfect lead off because last thing i want to finish up on before we all get out of here because goodness only knows how long this podcast has been is um what i just want to ask all of you guys and rach one thing for 2018 because there's been so much stuff talked about coming what are you most excited about you know, coming out next year. Um, what what's the one thing? Uh, and and Hamish and Bellamy pick something that isn't your things coming out next year. <laughs> so, um, Rach, what about you? What are you most excited about coming out next year that's been talked about this year? Um, ah, uh, hmm. Um, probably maybe the reflex. That would be that would be really fun. Good to see that. Um, I'm excited to uh, to see where where we go with with that camera, um, and hopefully my updated version after my beta test of my Chroma from Steve, awesome. uh, Everyday Photographics. That Very that would awesome. be the two. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Bellamy, what about you? Um, Ectochrome, obviously, because I, I've missed that stuff. I've still got two packs in the freezer. Um, I'm intrigued to see how it will be different uh, um there's I, I believe from what i understand from rumblings there'll be a couple of other new films coming out from other makers next year though i'm not allowed to say much about those so um <laughs> that could be exciting oh and and my new bag but um, we'll no <laughs> Move on. Um, I mean, you've already said about ectochrome. Is there anything else that's been going on that you that you've cause you you get shown so much of this stuff, and you're more plugged in with us than a lot of this stuff? What are you most excited about, other than just the ectochrome, which you've already mentioned? I don't get shown a lot of stuff. I just normally kind of strong arm my way into somewhere and just try and find <laughs> out what it is. But next year, hands down, the single most exciting thing that's happening for me is going to be the new Han Solo movie, which apparently is going to be December. <laughs> oh. There you go. Oh. Yeah. 
can't re- really can't wait. And and you know the fact you know uh, Donald Glover is going to be in a, in there as well. I mean, you know Donald Glover, apart from being a great comedian, great actor, you know the funniest thing about that guy is that for I think three years his Twitter handle was Dong Glover. <laughs> Okay, and he good. didn't know he 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 didn't make the connection, and it was to, to actually watch him realize on I think on a, a American <laughs> chat show that that his Twitter handle was Dong Lover was just uh, <laughs> just was, was it was it was comedy genius. It must have been planned, but um, yeah. So definitely Han Solo with Donald Glover as uh, Lando Calrissian. It's got to be my 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 non-film highlight of. Uh, 2018 that's what we're talking about right oh that'll do i'll take what i can get at this point um hamish what about you uh again a chroma um but moreover i'm quite excited about this um i keep hearing about this um newfound positive mental attitude that people are going to have towards the film uh community uh, it, there's loads of people online talking about it where they're just not going to be arseholes all the time <laughs> Um, it's going to be the thing of 2018 is just to be nice to each other on the internet about stuff to do with film photography. It's going to be so quite shoot a, film, uh, be nice. That would yeah. be awesome. That's it. You, That's you know definitely nice, happening. You know what the nice thing is? As more and more people come to this hobby, the kind of the, the, the insular aspects of it will just kind of get diluted to the point where we won't notice them anymore. And it's going to be lovely. And there are more and more people coming all the time to this. Um, 2017 has been an amazing year for analog photography. There's been so much stuff. All all of you guys, all four of you guys, have been doing awesome stuff out there in the community. Um, and we we've seen just well. I, I think 2017 will go down in the annals of analog history as the year where things kind of turn around um, and started going the other way. And I think 2018 is going to just push that forward. There's so much stuff to look forward to. Um, I'm really excited about next year, about all of it. Even if we can't talk about it. (laughs) Even if these hopeless people will not talk to us about this stuff, we will keep haranguing them. We here at the Sunny 16 podcast will keep hassling these guys to get the information out of it. Um, But uh, I think that's going to do it for us this week because we have been on here for so, so long and it's been wonderful talking to all of you guys. It's been so nice to meet you for the first time, Bellamy. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure, despite the um, terrible cussing from those those monkeys over there. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've got to edit this podcast. Um, Aid did say, didn't he, actually, that this might have to be an, um, what's the word? Oh, gosh. Explicit. Explicit Merry Christmas, exactly. Yes. yes. Yeah, I, I actually did my best to rein in my rampant Tourette's as well. Yes, thank you. And it's he, he does have rampant Tourette's. <laughs> it, it is very much appreciated, Bellamy. Um, gentlemen, would you like to wish... Uh, do you have any last Christmas messages for the listeners? Nope. No? Okay. <laughs> Good. Well... Oh, oh, um well uh, yeah be just as the other said just be cool to each other let's um let's make 2018 nice you know let's just be um let's just be nice man we've decided that's our new motto isn't it shoot film be nice yeah 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 i mean you you said on um i listened to you on i think on the analog talk podcast bellamy about the fact you you feel like the film is dead um, hashtag probably needs to be dead itself because it's it's just kind of yeah. not relevant anymore. Maybe we replace it 
with the shoot film be nice hashtag. Let's go with that. Let's yeah, make actually, 2018. I'm using that, so cheers for that. Yeah, <laughs> shoot film be nice, everybody. Um, thank you so much That's for listening a to us. I'd actually use. There you go. <laughs> a hashtag that even Hamish would use. Um, Did I just start a hashtag? Oh, my God. There we go. That's my resolution uh, for 2017, out on a bang. (laughs) Um, Nice. We will hopefully be with you between Christmas and New Year. We haven't quite figured it out yet, but hopefully there will be something going out between. And then in the New Year, it will be the results of the Sunnies podcast. So until then, listeners, um, from everybody here, from Hamish Gill from 35MMC, from M from Emulsive, from Boxing Day Hunt from Japan Camera Hunter and of course the delightful Northern Star that is Rachel I would like to say thank you so much for listening have a very lovely Christmas and goodbye and a happy new year Merry Christmas Merry Christmas Merry Christmas Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye.